we have listened to this abundant word of God, which puts our lives into perspective. The word today invites us to stop for a moment and to see our lives, the way we live, and to reflect what is our treasure. Is, and where is our treasure? Is your treasure in heaven? Or you look for a treasure here on earth? Do your actions express that you desire this treasure in heaven? If we are honest with ourselves, maybe we are able to recognize that many times our actions do not express our desire for heaven. That many times what we desire are the things of this world. The Lord invites us to, to think. Is your first thought in the morning God? Do you think about Him during your day? Do you wake up asking the Lord, what is your will for me? What is your, your will for me today? What do you want me to do today? Do you make decisions consulting God? Do you ask Him, what do you want me to do? Maybe many times this is not our attitude. It's very easy for each one of us to look for a treasure here on earth. Maybe we are constantly worried about money, about making more money, or worried about material things. To have a nice car, a nice house, the best phone, we would like to have these things that we think will make us happy. Or maybe not even material things. It can be also success, to be recognized at work, to be acknowledged, to be accepted by other people, the affections from other people, what the other one will think of me, and this is our treasure. So the Lord today invites us to desire heaven, to desire this treasure, which is God, eternal life, and that our actions may express this desire. Because Christ says in the gospel, that at an unknown hour, when it is less expected, the Son of Man will come and will be, we will be judged according to this desire, whether we have this desire for God. It's not about being perfect. It's not about being without sin. 
is whether the Lord will find us standing up, desiring Him, crying out for His mercy. This is the attitude that the Lord invites us to have today. This is why also in the Gospel it says, gird your loins, light your lamps, and be ready like servants who await for their master to return so that they can open the door to him when he arrives. The Lord invites us to be in this tension, that our lives may be in this tension, desiring for the Lord to, to come. And this is not to be afraid, because we may also perceive this, or to, to think, to live this event with fear. The Lord is going to come, and He's going to judge me. This is not so. The Lord invites us to have a different, different attitude, which is to desire for the Lord to come, to free us, to give us eternal life, and this is the attitude that the people of Israel had in the, in the night of Passover when the Lord takes them out of Egypt where He comes to free them from their slavery. The Lord tells them to do certain things, to prepare a lamb, and He's very specific how to cook the lamb. The people that need to be there in this meal and he tells them to sprinkle with blood the doorposts of their houses as a sign so that when the angel of God will pass it will pass by it will not kill their children their firstborn so in front of this they need to decide whether they are going to follow what the Lord tells them to do or not. To do this, we need faith to be in this tension of desiring to do the will of God. Without faith, it's impossible to do the will of God. We need faith. And in the second reading, the letter to the Hebrews, it, it says something very profound. It says that faith is the guarantee of what we hope for, is the proof of what we have not yet seen. It is a proof. It's not what we may have heard, this wrong philosophy that we understand faith as to jump into an abyss in which we don't know what is there. Like a doubt. Not at all. Faith is a certainty. It's a proof. It's God who makes promises and in the promise itself is the fulfillment. Because God is not like men, like human beings. 
God makes promises and He fulfills them. God is faithful. And faith is precisely this experience. It's like, we could say, it's like a check. You know, someone gives you a check with an amount of money and it has your name. And you see the check. And you see that this, that is authentic. All what you need to do is to go to the bank to cash this check. But you know that already. You know that this money is yours. A, it assures you, it's a proof of what is going to be given to you. Well, faith is precisely this. The Lord is promising to us eternal life. He's promising to us heaven. And in this promise is already the fulfillment. He wants to give you this. It belongs to us. But we need to ask the Lord for this gift, for the gift of faith. It comes from heaven. Every day we need to ask for this gift so that we may trust the Lord. We may believe in His promises so that we may enter into His plan every day, whatever it may be, even the things that we cannot understand. When the Lord asks us to, for instance, in a couple, to be open to life, to be open to have children, but we already have one, two, how am I going to provide? The Lord invites you, don't be afraid. I will provide for you. Or when the Lord invites you to obey your parents, and this doesn't make any sense, because what they tell you doesn't make any sense. Maybe they invite you to do things, and they don't do even half of what they tell you to do. Well, the Lord invites you in faith to enter into His plan. And in this, in every situation, in every event of our lives, a sickness, the Lord sends you a sickness. The Lord invites you to enter with faith into it, knowing that this will bring you closer to Him, to allow you to come to know, know Him. So the Lord invites us today in this Mass to ask for this grace, for the gift of faith, that we may truly believe that what the Lord promises to us is good and that He will fulfill His promises.